Hello and welcome to Chinwag with me, Mike Laverick, your genial host. And I've got a very special uh, Chinwag this week because this week I've been on a, a training course with the Eric Sleuth. I'm not worthy. The training company sent me an email and said, you do realise you're on a training course with Eric Sleuth. And I was like, oh, I'm not worthy. <laughs> the great Eric Sleuth. And uh, they obviously never heard of me. You know, Don't they know who I am? <laughs> I'm VMware's cloud infrastructure evangelist. So, but I try not to let the, the bruised ego get in the way of, 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 of learning something. So, Eric, first of all, thank you very much for teaching the, the course this you're week. You're more than welcome. I've had a great time. Um, the design course, in case you don't, haven't been on it for vCloud Director, is it's a workshop style of thing and there are PowerPoints, but the real value is, is the PPM of the course. Right. And, uh, we had some excellent people on and I, I really learned loads so I don't think uh, instructors get enough uh, credit and I always used to like it when students came up to me and said oh that was a really good course because right. sometimes you're a bit in the dark for the, the couple of days whether you're going down a storm or whatever you usually tell by the vibe from the people whether they're, they're enjoying it or not right, but right. if the group's a bit quiet it's like Okay. Well, I hope everything's okay. It depends okay. on the country a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was saying uh, to Eric earlier that I um, taught the Nordics for a while, and they, the Nordic guys can be a bit quiet. Yeah, uh, you really have to address them yeah, and yeah. ask them questions. I found yeah. often... Um, but they can drink? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they can drink. <laughs> I found getting getting one-to-one -one with those guys helps right. open them up. So, right. you know, when you're traveling around and teaching in different cultures, it, it has an effect. But anyway, um, that's just what we've been up to uh, this week. Um, tomorrow, uh, we're staying on for the London VMUG, and our, you're speaking at the London VMUG. So can you tell us about what you're talking about uh, yeah. tomorrow? <clears throat> I, I, it was a last-minute thing, so uh, the, 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 the venue I'm presenting, the, the, the room is not that big. But I have three sessions. It's, it's intimate, compact, <coughs> and beige, as we would say in the UK. I have three sessions, and I've decided to do a VMware HA session. And the HA session addresses things like admission control. A lot of people are configuring an HA cluster and configuring one host failure allowed and think they are done then. And there is a lot of uh, things that need to be adjusted before you have a cluster that functions the right way. Even if you are putting in the percentage then there are still some uh, some chivets. Caveats. 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 To address before uh, the, the, all the virtual machines will be powered on another host. And uh, I see a lot of HA clusters where the admission control is turned off or people are allowing virtual machines to power on even though they are violating the I wonder, I wonder if people turn off admission controllers because they can't stand that yellow exclamation right, mark after right, they get in the cluster right, and, oh, I don't yeah. like yellow exclamation mark. I'll turn it off and then all my problems have gone away. So yeah. so that's something I'm going to present. And the second part, it's it's it's, it's two parts, two modules of 20 minutes, is, is about uh, uh, isolation in an HA cluster. People these days think that because of the storage heartbeats, mm. isolation can be prevented. But it's the other way around. The storage heartbeats are purely meant to check if a host is really down or which virtual machines are running and which can be restarted on another host. Ah, okay. So these are real te technical HA, uh, HA topics. Uh, they come forward from the book from Duncan and, and, and Frank, right. uh, the HA Deep Dive book, and then just picking two highlights 
out of that book and presenting them in slides. Sure. And then the other two sessions you're doing quickly, what, what are, are the same sessions? So I'm repeating. Oh, but they so are. Yeah. So anybody yeah. who's on a yeah. different track can right. see that, that's because good. Of the limited number of people, I only get 100 people at a time. So. Sure. I mean, one of the things I found on the training course this week is because. I spent a lot of time with SRM over the years and I stopped being an instructor around the 4.1 era. And there's a lot of changes have come through in 5 and 5.1. Right. Um, although I'm a VCP on, on 5, you, you get the sort of high level changes, but there's lots of little changes all over the place. Like there was uh, on the Nick teaming uh, this week, yeah, there was a new Nick teaming option, yeah, which yeah. I'd never even heard of or know yeah, about. Yeah. So, I mean, with my new role, I think I need to get more engaged with the platform than I used to be. I mean, I'm starting from a good basis, but there's still a lot of changes. So, yeah. maybe I need to go on an Eric Sleuth uh, vSphere so, so, what I try to do in my training courses is not only show the slide and show the bullet points with, now we have load-based teaming, and it's looking at the real throughput on the physical network card, and when it's above 75%, it will kick in and change virtual machines to the other card after mm -hmm. 30 seconds. But I actually show uh, a recorded video of, it of doing the, it. Yeah, of the mm -hmm. thing happening in a real live situation. So, and I noticed that CBT on its own is not a complete solution, but CBT can be an extension. Complement right. It's certainly easier than spending hours with demos that right, no, yeah. for that might only last five minutes when yeah, you can just yeah. do something. So I like hand. to I like to switch back and forth. So first uh, the PPT, then uh, uh, some whiteboarding, and then some some videos, sure. and that make it more living. Than, than just static PPTs. Sure. Yeah. So this week, uh, the course was uh, the vCloud um, design. It was based on 1.5, but I think generally we agreed that from a design perspective, the changes that have come through in 5.1 don't radically alter the content. And there was a lot of people in the room like myself that have really only got heavily involved with 5.1. Right. Uh, 1.5, maybe I installed it once and then never touched it again. So there was enough kind of knowledge in the room and obviously in Eric to fill in the gaps. And I, I believe there's a 5.1 course on its way. This, may, this may be the last design uh, 1.5 course that runs. I so. But I wanted to ask in, in the 5.1 release of vCloud Director, what for you were, say, the top three big changes that came through that you were like, yeah? And how do those, in your mind, in your opinion, change the way you might do your design going forward? Uh, one of the biggest changes is to provide a VDC and how you are attaching storage to it. Mm -hmm. In the early days in 1.5 you had to add data stores to the provider VDC and now you can attach a storage profile mm -hmm. so the storage is more abstracted into, into service levels uh, instead of manually adding data stores to, uh, to a provider VDC. I think that's a big plus because in the end, storage profiles will be bound to storage clusters, so you don't have to worry about storage in vCloud Director anymore. Mm. Uh, what you also see is that some features that were already available in Log Manager are now dripping in into, uh, into vCloud Director. So the like, gap is uh, closing. Yeah, like creating snapshots and, and, and the nifty things that can be done in 5.1 now. So I think people that were used to use uh, Lab Manager will easily or e more easily migrate to, to vCloud Director if all those functions are supported. A real cool thing is VXLAN uh, that is supported in 5.1 because it's far more better than the VCD and I uh, uh, nested VLAN thing. I didn't like that at all. Mm. So uh, and, and there are lots of improvements, definitely. We were talking about VXLAN at the Swedish uh, user group a couple of weeks ago and uh, one of the guys you know, brought up not just VXLAN and VCD and I but 
the NICERA acquisition and then outside of VMware there are other software defined networking or network layering technologies and I think my view has been there'll be many different attempts to do a kind of network layering uh, and it's a bit like uh, Darwin and the theory of evolution that there'll be 18 different ways of doing it but some of them will not survive and some right. of them will carry on. Now the reason that some will survive is because technically they're superior and some of them will be so, will survive because they're backed by such big players in the industry that it, it may not be the perfect solution, but because big OEM providers put their weight Supported behind it, it yeah. then it becomes uh, the standard, you know, rather than some sort of purest idea of the perfect network layering right. that, that you might do. It's and, a utopia. And I think that's a good thing because the more different ways that we have, the better, because it's like uh, having a bigger gene pool. And having that variety in the gene pool means that the cream hopefully will rise to the top and the wheat will, will not survive. But um, I, I think in a way we might, I know you said you weren't a big fan of VCDNI, but the way I've looked at it is VCDNI, VXLAN, NICERA are three different ways of doing software network layering. Pick the one that is easiest for you to implement or pick the one that you feel gives you the advantages you're looking for. I think that probably comes from my instructor days where I just looked at the advantages and disadvantages right. and then said, pick what you think is good for your organisation. Right, right. Because each one of those different network technologies have different requirements. Right, right. And, and that's another ask that we make and on... And pros and cons. Yeah, yeah definitely, I, mean, definitely. I mean, the big one for me is VXLAN uh, requires multicast and that sometimes is a political thing. Whereas with VCDNI, uh, all you're asking is for the MTU size to be changed. With VXLAN, it's MTU and right. multicast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just another but thing I need to ask my network teams yeah. for. And yeah. another thing they could go, well, we don't do that, you know, <laughs> not, not in our place. So I'm a bit more kind of philosophical about it, but uh, whether even within VMware, if we've got these different ways of splitting a VLAN into further networks, whether one will become the dominant one and the other one will become uh, a kind of prototype, I, I don't know. Who knows, because we don't know what customers are going to select at the end of the day. So um, the last question I've got is... Um, You've just taught a design course on vCloud Director. Um, what's it like to teach courses that are designed compared to ones that are kind of practical and hands-on, mm -hmm. you're clicking with the mouse, right, you're configuring right, things, right. both from, well, from an instructor's perspective, because I yeah. guess most people don't see what it's like for an instructor, because they're always a student. Right, right. Do, do you prefer hands-on over design? Is design harder? Uh, is it more interesting? De design is much, much harder because I'm very depending on, on the student's interaction. I'm not, I'm not the one who knows everything, I'm more like a moderator. And sometimes if you have a class with all partners and they are not uh, willing to share their knowledge <laughs> with other participants in the classroom, you, will, you don't have that much interaction. And if the number of people is limited to two or three, then the interaction also stands or falls with, do I like that person or not? And this week we had a perfect mix with four persons who were willing to share their knowledge. So we had great discussions and of course you are the master of discussions. So. <laughs> in other words, I, didn't, I don't know how to shut up, that's my problem. Occupational hazard of... Uh, of I, I, I realized it before you, you signed on to this course that there could be a potential uh, second VCI in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit it felt once, a couple of times I got the pens and I went up to the board because I wanted to explain a problem I was having. And there was that kind of strange Davu, deja vu, as I used to do this for a living. Um, but it was kind of nice as yeah, well to right, be right, up in right. front of people. But I wasn't, I, wasn't, I hope you didn't feel you. I was trying to usurp your, 
your position in the room. Uh, the, the hardest part for me this week was uh, that English is not my native language. But your English is excellent, Aaron. Thank you, thank you. But it, both uh, explaining real uh, technical architecting things and thinking of what's the next word I'm going to say is, is, is double. So you, are you double pretty hard. tired after yeah, these three days? Especially with me going, that's <laughs> the sound. But it, just to sort of explain what the dynamic was, uh, the guy who was sat next to me was a former student of mine from me teaching a course at DSRO right, right. on in uh, on Stone and Config. And we've kind of remained buddies ever since. So he's into the guitars, so am I. And uh, he's been on the podcast because um, he has this kind of um, a startup that he's working on. And then uh, there was a chap who uh, w wasn't that experienced, but he's got a lot of experience in large corporate environments right, and compliance. Right. And, and then he, he was also a freelancer. Yeah. And then another chap who has done real-world deployments of vCloud right. in various releases. Now, even though uh, me and Steve get on like a house on fire and we like to joke, I was getting a lot from him because when you go off to actually do something in production with these things, that's they, when the rubber hits the road, as Americans yeah. like to say. That's when you really find out. And he was more focused at SMB, and the other guy was more focused at enterprise. So mm. it was the perfect mix. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah. Uh, that was one of the things I thought was interesting because there were certain points where I was trying to say, to Steve, what you're saying it would be true in an SMB, but right. this is large scale, and therefore the sort of SMB, like for example, um, one of the recommendations in vCloud Directory is that you have a separate, dedicated management cluster, which I guess in most large enterprise environments is pretty much a standard. Right. But in an SMB on a three node cluster, and you're staying within the one of the uh, um, SMB SKUs plus, you generally run your infrastructure VMs on the same hardware that you're in your real VMs. So you, you know you have to do you know resource pools and things like that. In fact, one of the things that Steve has pinned me down on a number of times was, when is VMware going to offer DRS to the SMB? Because without DRS, you don't get cluster-wide resource pools. And he struggles yeah. to make sure that the infrastructure VMs are not going to get hammered. Right. And that your, your very management of that platform isn't undermined by IOPS that's generated yeah, by the VMs. Yeah, he was working in silos. So, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. a very, it's, it's a very valid point. I think my answer to him was, well, if you want to do that, use reservations on a virtual machine. So when the VC powers on... It's guaranteed its memory and CPU cycles, and no matter what happens, it's going to get those. With uh, an SMB environment, it's not like you're going to have hundreds of infrastructure VMs. You're going to have quite a small number, but I do sort of take his point. But it, it's that typical thing, you know, you offer somebody some like really rich S, uh, SKU, and the next thing is saying, well, we want this thing in as well, you know. We want this thing, and that's good, cause it's customer pressure. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, we have to be a bit careful in saying, well, yeah, you... Do you want us to give you Hall of Enterprise Plus a, a kind of SMB yeah. pricing? That, yeah. that doesn't always work out that way. But people get the licenses, so you can assume that they will start installing the product anyway. Mm. So, I mean, I mean, obviously you've done a lot of work with vCloud Director, both preparing for the design course and preparing for the, 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 the installing. The, the medicine deployed course, yeah. 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 Is, is there, even with the 5.1 release, is there still something that you really wish vCloud Director would do? And it's... Even with the 5.1 release, like I was saying about Steve, even if VMware produces a product that's 99% excellent, people will focus on the 1% that it, it's not delivering. So what's your 1% or 10% that you go, oh, I wish, wish vCloud Director had this particular feature? Or oh, that's is, a good question. Is there, is there nothing that immediately... You got me off guard with this Well, one. it wasn't a planned question. You know, This is all scripted, you know. We've got like uh, one of those glass screens just uh, yeah. behind here, and we're just reading it off the glass screen. Like, I you can't know. see the, the answer on the autocue, <laughs> uh, can, you, can you scroll this forward on the autocue? Yeah, that's my bit. 
Now, here's Eric's bit. Here's, here's the official answer. <laughs> so, uh, I think uh, the user interface can be majorly improved. Yeah. And I would like to see an integration of the user interface of vCloud Director with the vSphere user interface because the guy working with that user interface and the vSphere user interface is the same guy. Mm. So that would be that would be a, a, a good way to, to okay. integrate more. And I've seen integration of vCenter operations and of the v infrastructure navigator. So I know it's on the horizon, but uh, it would be a good thing to, to, to do more integration. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because, I mean, I've been immersing myself in vCloud Director in a way that I never did before. I mean, I wrote... I think I wrote a three-part uh, how to get VCloud yeah, director work, series. and then yeah. I never touched it again <laughs> because I was so focused on Vue and so focused on SMM. Okay. Okay. Um, so when I got this role with VMware, it's like, right, I'm going to have to throw myself into this thing. But uh, I had that strange experience about a week or two ago that I wanted to change something and I knew exactly where to go. And I thought, oh, it's time to take effect this immersion because when you know I need to change that IP setting, you go click, 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 and you're there. And you're not going, mm, where, did, mm. where is that setting? It? Oh, and then you go down that rabbit hole of, oh, no, it's not there. Up the level, that's where I knew. I didn't do that. And then the second thing was, I think I spent all week in vCloud Director and never once opened up the vSphere client. Okay. Uh, and, I, and because the UI is so different, it's yeah. like, it's almost as if the uh, cluster and all those other things don't exist to me anymore. And I thought, that's interesting from a, what's it like to administer something, but it's also interesting in the terms of what, administering a cloud might become, you become even more abstracted. Right. If you thought you were abstracted because you were in a VM and it's not really linked to the physical world directly, you add this additional layer on top, you're even further. And the only, my only worry about that is, I used to always say when I was an instructor, when I was teaching those courses, I'd welcome the students into the course and I said, welcome to this five-day course all about physicalization. And the students would go, what? Well, I thought it was on a virtualization course. And I said, well, it's not like we have empty data centers no, with no, no servers no. and no storage in it. And really the course was about how does that virtualization layer interface with the physical layer to make that resource available to our end users. Right. So, you know, you create a virtual switch, you patch physical next to it. You create a VMFS volume, you're pointing out a LUN, which is got by HVA. Yeah. So I used to say to them, it isn't really about virtualization, but by the intersect of those two. Yeah. And if you lose yourself in the world of virtualization and disconnect yourself from the world of physical, you will, you will come a cropper because fundamentally that's where the resources have to come from. So I wonder whether that's an even another level that once you're in this cloud layer, where the cloud gets its resources from is from virtualization and where the virtualization gets its resources from from the physical, physical world. world. Right, right. The, my only, I think one of the things I think is interesting about uh, that generally is it's been a challenge for some people, the virtualization layer. How, where do I check the performance? How do I know how much memory or CPU it's got? Because it's kind of obscured. Well, put that other layer of cloud on top. It's another yeah. layer of obscuring. Trouble, troubleshooting. Yeah, so if the VM's not performing, right. why is that? Yeah. Is it something to do with how I've organized my cloud? Is it something to do with how I've organized my virtual? Or is it something the way the virtual is interfacing with that? So being able to move seamlessly up and down that stack is I think going to be a skill in its its own right, but um, yeah, I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Anyway, thank you very much for listening into the Chimwag. Thank, thank you, you very much for being my instructor. You're welcome. Thank and you. And if you ever do do the uh, deploy and whatever on five dot one, drop me an email and I, I might see whether I've got the time to come along. Well, one, there will gonna be a new training course within now and a month, and yeah. it's called VCloud Director Install Configure in Minutes. Mm -hmm. It's three days. 
and it's targeted at the private cloud environment instead of very large public uh, environments mm. and it's a real recom recommendation by me because it's 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 a great course sure. based on five of one so you have to attend as a former instructor one i've been working through the literature because i couldn't get on the course uh, for the, the the deploy and i'm thinking i've got so much value out of this week's course i might do that even though I've, i'm i think i'm pretty handy with it now you know what it's like when you teach yourself something either you you think you know it but you don't or you think you know it, but you're not doing it in the best way. And I think a training course, in fact, if you, sometimes if you know a product well, and then you come on a training course, you get more and out another of it. Insight. Because yeah. uh, the concepts that are being tried, you know those, and therefore you can interrogate that a little bit deeper. Right. About how, right. Well, how does that actually work? Right. Right. So you've got that first layer. But thank you very much cool. for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for watching The Chinwag.